Blackrock Broadcasting presents Outwit, Outplay, Outpodcast. Welcome to Outwit, Outplay, Outpodcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Tim. And we're we're Survivor Survivor Superfans. So drop your buffs. Turn on your TV because US Survivor is back. And this podcast is on. This is another episode that starts with me making really weird noises. I honestly didn't even know we'd started recording. I thought you were just warming <laughs> up your voice. I was like, oh, I, I clicked the thing, but I, I guess we're just we're just warming up. I was going to have a little bit bit more of my uh, lemon and ginger no, tea. That was my creative start to the episode. Nice. Well, it's great, great banter I'm to cool, start. I'm cool, okay? <laughs> no, I can't do it now. <laughs> I tried to repeat it. It was very unique. <laughs> nice, yeah. Almost like a one-hit wonder. Um, All right. So, hey, hey, I'm Tim. I'm Chelsea. And this was a interesting episode of Survivor. It was a journey and a half. I feel like excitement ran through my blood the entire time. I did not know what was coming. And I think we'll obviously get into more in-depth discussion mm-hmm. about this episode, but if I can give this episode anything, I can give it that I had no idea what was going to happen at any given moment. I really didn't guess. I really didn't guess any no. part of the episode. I think anyone who says they did either is lying or they just thought about it for every single second between last week's episode and this week's episode and they're some kind of genius. There's absolutely no way anyone could possibly guess the twist that was the end. Uh, first things first, I suppose this is a two-part episode, so no one went home. And uh, as Xander uh, so so cleverly said, and I'm going to steal it immediately, we're in a bit of a uh, mergatory right now. Mergatory is the best word ever. It's awesome. But I feel like we're skipping over our tea. So, so, so I'm having a lovely lemon, lemon and ginger. Ooh, I actually don't know what I've got. Tim made me a tea. I'm going to say the surprises for the future. It's a simple chamomile because Erica had... Quite a few, uh, quite a lot of more content than she has ever had, and uh, and I thought you needed to calm down a little. <laughs> Tensions are running high. Erica has put herself unintentionally in possibly the worst situation she could possibly be in with so much power. But essentially, whatever decision she makes will not end her journey well. <laughs> I love Erica. I've I loved actually seeing a little bit more of her personality. I would argue that she didn't put herself into that position. I think she was very much put into that position firstly by luck and then by 100%, her tribe, 100%. Her tribe. I would argue that the only reason she was sent to Exile Island, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We're all going to dive straight into it. <laughs> the only reason she got sent to Exile Island was uh, because she hadn't made the ties and the friendship uh, mm. on um, on the on. The, oh, I suppose there was the men versus women sort of thing as well. We'll get but, there. Um, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. But we'll get this there. episode started with some heated post-tribal drama at Ua. As always, between Ricard and Shan. Between we the, had... the only two people we really wanted to be <laughs> between. Yeah. At this stage, I want. 40 minutes of them arguing about advantages. I know. It felt like I was watching like a brother and sister bicker. Mm. I was sort of watching it going like, look, 
I don't know if I can really see this alliance going far long term. No. If they don't trust each other, then they're not going to make a very good alliance, are they? You I know? can't believe how much this erupted again. I was like, you know what, Ricard, you did say you were going to give the advantage back. Just, just give it back. He did say he did say that, and he did ultimately give it back. But to be fair, like, I think he always knew he'd give it back because it would be just such a big move to not give it back. But I think, like, a little part of me was like, oh, well, to be fair, Shan, the only reason he's not giving it back is because you're being really sus and, like, you really want him to give it back. Plus, at last tribal, you know, you pretty much convinced Jeannie to vote for Ricard, which obviously was going to happen anyway. But, like, I think that there was there was a lot of things that could have made Ricard very, very anxious between the time that he first promised to give back that that advantage and now. Mm. Um, yeah. Shen, I think I was watching her and I was like, gosh, is she just crumbling too soon? 100%. She, yeah, it, it's interesting because at that stage of the episode, 100%, but she has like, as we have entered this mergatory, it, she has created the ties and it's similar to what I'd say sort of second chances where because of this, um, uh, prisoner's dilemma journey that they go on, which... I feel like it gets longer every time they do it. It's like three-hour walk or something crazy <laughs> that they say it is. Um, through that, they have been able to create bonds across tribes. That's and true. so once we hit this mergatory, it was such an interesting vibe. And so, yes, I would agree that Shan is crumbling far too early, far too stressed. Her face when they lost that challenge looked like she was going home. And I it's know. like... You've got an idol. What the? What are you doing? Like, but also, don't I was like, she after in that mergatory, which we'll get to this, but she did feel like she had like a new zest of life. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I was love. I just loved watching Ricard talk because I was like, yes, Ricard. Like, yeah. honestly, I'm go Ricard, Ricard yeah. go Ricard. I'm on his do what's best yeah, 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 yeah. It's so fun. I mean, and then we had a really quick jump over to Yasser and Luvu. Um, we pretty much just had a shot of them, you know, of Yasa being really close together and like, you know, really kumbaya and then Luvu having a conversation about staying together post-merge. Both of those things we know are probably not going to happen. I mean, they spent what, like, you know, 30 seconds in mergatory and (laughs) they realized that, oh, wait, actually there's more people. Maybe there's other people that I want to work with more. Especially in hindsight of this whole episode, knowing that Erica has this advantage now, it, I would call it a disadvantage actually. Um, I don't think it's an advantage at all. Um, they, they they really wanted to create this, like, we're a bonding, we're going to go in, mm. we're going to, like, bond as a tribe, which, of course, never, ever, ever happens. No way any one of them, I, I, would, I would put money on it, that someone from the Luvu tribe is going to go first because none of them have been to Travel Council before. None of them know where any of their alliances are. And, and yeah, and essentially it was... It was kind of a bit of like, yeah, we're going to pretend that we're a family, but that never happens. I think maybe Nasir says that that I think probably... Like, no, not Nasir. Uh, Deshaun says yeah, that. I think we're going to get like, a lot of people post-merge who are trying to do the classic thing that everyone tries to do at merge is they really, as much as there's a lot of drama happening, they really want to pull up a safe vote. They really want to make it happen because I think like most players, they're real goal obviously apart from being the sole survivor their real goal is to make the jury that's the biggest goal 
Yeah. The first person out at merge doesn't always make the jury. It really depends on yeah. the days and the numbers. It, it, it has evolved over the years. Uh, the, the funniest one, usually merge has happened before the jury starts, but the funniest one is in Heroes versus Villains when a lot of fan favourites went early. Spoilers. Um, they're all fan favourites. That, that's, that's the whole season. Um, and then one person in particular goes home and they went, oh no, we've got to put them on the jury. And then Jeff's like, and they are now the first member of the jury. And it's like, wait, what? But yeah, the original sort of vibe was um, that nine people would be on the jury. Um, sorry. Nine people would make up the end, seven (laughs) people would be on the jury, and two people would be in the final two. That's now sort of changed. The numbers don't really matter. It could be it could be a final five this year. They could just be like, we're putting five at the end. (gasps) Why not? Don't scare me like that. I hope not, yeah. (laughs) But then we went into the section of the episode, which in my notes I have just entitled in capital letters. Jeff. Nice. It was just, it was Jeff talking to the camera, Mm -hmm. Jeff telling us about this amazing, weird, wacky twist that we're about to experience. Meanwhile, I think he didn't really time it properly and he realized that the contestants were coming way quicker than they were. I mean, maybe the work experience student was like, come on, contestants, go. I would like to think (laughs) that maybe it was a second take of Jeff and then they're like, oh my God, we've already set the contestants out. Because you see Erica's face. As she like walks in and her face is like, what, what was Jeff just doing? Like, why was, why was there like few cameras on Jeff? And it, and it brings in this like, oh, we're the audience. We know a bit more than the contestants. But I actually loved it in this particular case because it was kind of like, it increased the stakes while watching the challenge. It did. It yeah. did. It did. I got a little confused as to what it was because it happened so quickly. It's very new. Yeah. yeah. And and it did remind me, in a sense, that at least they didn't whip out a um, a twist after after the thing had happened, yeah. which I really liked, at least for us. And they explained that there was going to be this full twist and that the person left out was going to get a massive advantage slash disadvantage. Whereas in Australian Survivor, it sort of reminded me of those times when at the end of a challenge or even at Tribal Council, they'd just be like, oh, wait. We're doing this massive twist. Mm. Deal with it. And like, you know, I love you, Jonathan. You know, love Love you, you, Jonathan. But Australian Survivor is really, really bad in that regards. At least this did prepare us for that. Um, But But in saying that, I love you, Jonathan. (laughs) Um, If you put me on the show. I forgot the end of that sentence. Nice. Just put it on the show. Just put it on the show. Um, So then we had... My two, well, two of my favourites, Nasia and Erica, are chosen to not participate in the challenge by the survivor gods or whatever you want to call it, but the rocks. Mm. The rocks chose it. Um, I just was watching it going like, obviously I love Nasia and I love Erica, so I was like, at least one of them will have some kind of advantage. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. I fell for the classic Survivor 41 trick of thinking... What's I didn't think what's the twist. I was just like, oh great, well one of them will get an advantage. Yeah. It yeah, I just I just want to talk about the advantage for 30 minutes. It's just crazy because <laughs> it's like the challenge it, it couldn't be any more physical, this challenge. It was such a such one of those challenges where they I just the split it. just like, happened to be in the up, last like, episode. Was it last episode or the one before? We were talking about Survivor Africa, like and it was just like another throwback because they did that big challenge with the, the boulder giant one. boulders oh. in that season. I mm. couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. 
this season is just haunting us. Yeah, that boulder challenge from Africa, like, check it out. It's in one of the first two episodes. It is absolutely crazy. It's like, crazy. They, it's, it's like a 100 kilo boulder, and it, it feels like they could die. Like, it, it literally does, feels and they like all they are could... like cut up after the challenge, yeah, sort of 100%. like how Xander was, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, 100%. I loved the moment in the challenge, which I think Tim made a noise here, so I don't know if he loved it too, but my little excited brain loved it. When they were digging the ball and the percussion in the soundtrack was like, do, 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 do. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I felt like some intern had watched Flight of the Concords and went, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this myself. Well, you know what? I love that intern. Congratulations, Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl, you know what? Cheryl the intern. Maybe Cheryl was also the work experience student who said the survivors could go when Jeff was still shooting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Cheryl then. I think, I think Cheryl's trying really hard. I think... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think she was really excited to get this opportunity. And you know what I like to think about Cheryl's backstory? Like mm-hmm. she wasn't someone who had a connection or I reckon Cheryl applied, like went through the ringer and finally got her opportunity. And it's just like, you know, there's been a few curveballs, but she is going to be the next. <laughs> so in this, in this scenario, <laughs> is Cheryl both the work experience person on the island? And then... Um, and then also the editor uh, being like, I'm going to put all this music together. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just picturing like when when they're all standing there waiting for their cue, someone said, hey, Cheryl, you want to do this one? And Cheryl went, yeah, sure. But why is Cheryl in both <laughs> scenarios? The editors are not the producers. That's, that's wild. But she's not an... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the challenge happened, and <laughs> the, the really strong happened. team won. And it was it was a bit anticlimactic, apart from the fact that Evie was on the winning I team. I know. I was just watching now. it like, why is Sydney safe? Ugh. Anyway, Sydney's getting a, a lot of play story. though. Actually, I know, but like, mm. she she hasn't really done anything. Like, yeah, but Louvre haven't done anything. Oh, I might eat my words, but who knows? I mean, the um, I my favorite bit was Evie just looked so happy to be there at the end. It was sort of like. Ooh, we've got this ultimatum and we've got this, like, you've got to pick between Nasir and um, Erica. And everyone was sort of having these concerned facial expressions, like, who are we going to pick? Mm-hmm. And then it was just this shot of Evie and they had the biggest smile in the world. It made me so happy. It's just unfair because if Erica does flip this, they're going to punish Evie. And Evie doesn't deserve to be punished. No. They did such a good job. They did, you know, they didn't go, I'm going to do the puzzle, which is all you can really do in a group challenge. Say, I'm not going to do the puzzle and put myself on the line. And then we sort of cut to Xander's moment. Mergatory. Mergatory. Slash <laughs> merge feast. Oh. I mean, one thing I did like is that um, when Evie was talking about the, um, when Evie was talking about, oh, it's, it's like no season ever before. We have no rice. We were sitting there like, yeah, Evie, that's so cool. Like, just think about the fact that when Shan said it, we were like, we were like, what are you talking about, Shan? Yeah, well, it's... It's made me think that maybe we're a little rough on Shan. No, no, no. I'm not not taking it back. I'm doubling down and saying (laughs) they they haven't had the toughest season, to be honest, Mm. but whatever. I was so nervous for Nasir. I was just like, please, please, please make this work. And especially because... When I was watching it, I really, really, really wanted Erica to do well, obviously, because she's my pick. And also because I was like, oh, Nasir's got the survivor skills. He'll be okay out on, you know, what I now call Erica Island. So, Charles, what are your thoughts on the fact that they picked Erica through a paper-scissors rock 
and send her to Exile Island. I mean, it was clearly a bit of, you know, silly snakes. Look, it was... (laughs) I went to say a not-so-friendly word. Um, It was clearly a bit of silly snakes, but I was sort of like... I think no one saw through it but Erica. So, you know, the only person that really, you know, noticed that they were faking the rock, paper, scissors thing really was Erica. So... Yeah, but that's because Erica hasn't made the relationship and the tides. Like, they were going to vote Erica out when they, like, throw in the challenge. They've wanted to get her out for so long. Exactly. And throwing her in this situation where they all kind of went, well, she's going to get some kind of advantage. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of an interesting thing because it's like they're so gun-ho on, on this, like, they, they've got this weird, like, you know, the men are being voted out, which is just sort of strange. It hasn't felt like they've come into it. But then I suppose... When you're on the island, you don't get everything that we see as an audience. So maybe just from their perspective, they're like, man, the men are going. They did and JT gonna... and Russell. Like, <laughs> JT was spoilers. like, oh, spoilers. JT was like, you know, as far as I can see, all the guys are getting voted out. Obviously, there is way more to it than that. But alas, I mean, the merge feast was largely uneventful. There were yeah, no, there was no advantage. advantage yeah, or anything. Boo. So we I didn't saw really it when, uh, when Evie was talking. I was like, oh my God, they're going to mm-hmm. get an advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then nah, they're just like, all right, sweet. This is fun. I right? get no. to eat now. And then after the merge feast, we went to Erica Island. Erica is walking up this beautiful beach. We don't get a lot of content. Our first cut to Erica on the island, apart from Erica telling us that she is not looking forward to the alone time. And no. I was watching it like... Bit of a tear sesh. Obviously, like, the survival aspect would be torturous. But I was watching it kind of like, you know what? I think I would really like that alone time. Bit of sort of... No, you would not. Deep breathing. In a game where of... all you need to do is talk to people, you would not like to be on an island for two days. It would be unbearable two days is to a be really there by yourself. Time. It is a long time. Uh, with nothing, no advantages as, as of yet. And, like... Yeah, and then, and then sort of like in contrast to that, we, we got like a little bit of of what I was sort of suggesting earlier, where all of these alliances are coming together on Mergatory, and it, it's alliances that wouldn't have developed as quickly as they have, if not for this prisoner's dilemma, yeah. which is kind of an interesting thing, similar to Second Chance, where there's just so much at play, and we've got like diversity groups coming in, we've got... Um, We've got sort of like men versus women from like uh, Deshaun and um, the other guy, <laughs> their perspective. And it, it, it is kind of this interesting thing. Deshaun is sort of in the middle of it, similar to Shan, like yeah. in the middle of all these sort of groups, which uh, shows that they'll probably go pretty far. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is sort of interesting that we are getting so much like, so much play with all the different tribes because mm. it really doesn't as soon as merch happens it's like oh there's like no tribe alliances anymore oh, everyone's just it against like, each other it was like straight into we arrived at we arrived at mergatory and it was just like go time for everyone yeah, like it was wild. they just went for it mm. really there was no holding back i mean there was Liana, who had to kind of come clean to Tiffany a little bit about her advantage. That's right. Tiffany kind of pushed her into it. And I think there's the question of whether or not she should have told Tiffany. But watching it, I think like watching her body language and the way she was speaking, I was like, I think Liana was like, I'm on the spot here. If I speak and lie, it's going to be really obvious. I don't think I'm in the position to tell a convincing lie. So I'm just going to have to tell the truth. Maybe. 
I think yeah. it was just something about her and the way she was talking that made me think she clocked that and just decided that I this is just going to have to be a situation where I let something out that I don't necessarily yeah. want to but, let out. But now that they've gone into merge with like less numbers than Luvu, like even even if it is going to be a split um, of Luvu themselves, like you have to say tribe strong to like your immediate tribe. You can't, you should not vote out one of your own. And, and so like she does sort of need to be honest with Tiffany in that situation. But Shan did it pretty well. And then it was just sort of this like, all right, so we're voting out Erica, right? Like, we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, keep the tribe strong, as they say. So strange. Like, we're going to do our easy vote. Um, and we're just going to get out Erica because she's obviously on the bottom, right? Yeah. And, like, we as an audience know that we're waiting for this advantage. There's no tribal. No one's going home. So they're going to have to end it on a big twisted advantage. A big twisted epic advantage after a weird mergatory where probably the only thing that really came out of it for me that I really loved, apart mm-hmm. from this amazing alliance with Liana, Shan, Danny, and Deshaun, was I also loved Nasir and Xander's little little talk because oh. all Nasir has to do is smile. And I was like, they would make a great pair. That would be really They cute. would, except Nasir. <laughs> I don't think Nasir really understood that like Xander was like, we're challenge beasts. Yeah. We're going to get voted out. Nasir, I feel like, doesn't quite understand that he's a threat. Oh, he's such a threat. Like, I mean, it's, they it's... would make an awesome alliance. But we get to Erica Island. We mm-hmm. get to this final moment. Um, Jeff has a go at being both an on and off screen producer when he sits down with Erica for a bit. I was like... Well, I feel like this was his version of being at tribal council. He was mm-hmm. like, well, we've got to have a bit of a bit of Jeff... Uh, Jeff chat, you know, and and I was just thinking about all the different things that could possibly happen, and usually they would come back with a, an amazing advantage for themselves. Whereas this twist, which is essentially that they can reverse the um, result of the previous challenge, meaning that the six people that won have now lost, and they will have to compete yeah. for individual immunity to stay safe. It's pretty, like... Epic. I mean, it raises the question. Tell me, Tim, if you were Erica, what would you do? I would keep the result as they as it is. I think you have to because because Erica, um, as we've seen in like the next episode, is gonna have to tell them what what she's been able to do or not do. I know, and she she is already on the bottom. She already knows she's on the Mm. bottom. So the the last thing she wants to do is then be like, oh. All those people that like wanted me out, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna now vote them out. I know and because like you know one of one of those six is gonna go home. Sure, hope it's not Evie. Fingers crossed, it's not <laughs> Evie. But if they do, then there's five people who, if they didn't already, like for instance, let's say Evie and Ricard are safe after this vote. They now hate. And really, really have a distaste for Erica. They, Erica has now put put herself on their bad side, and and there's just no need for I that. I know, and They're- it's so hard because, like, at first when watching it, I was like, "Look, I know it's probably not the best TV, but I would actually like. I think you have to just leave history as it is and pretend that there wasn't a choice." But now we've seen in the next time on Survivor, I was sort of like. Okay, so Erica's going to have to tell them either way. So it's it's a bit it is a balancing act because who knows? Like 
she, she can make enemies whatever decision yeah, she the makes. Yeah, the fact that she has to tell them regardless what she does means that, yeah, she's balancing between people who have voted her out, essentially, put her on exile, um, or six other people who might not necessarily have done that. Mm-hmm. And now they... But, but then again, can you hold a grudge from someone who... Was thrown into a position and they had power to change it and they didn't change it, and and I'm just I don't know I'm just I'm just flabbergasted that this exists. I think it I think it's a ludicrous advantage that is not an advantage. And regardless what happens, even if Erica saves herself for one week, she's now going to be thrown out because she doesn't have any advantages to save her. It's not an advantage. It's a disadvantage to go to Erica Island, and I just think that. With a season full of twists, this is one of the worst. Look, I somewhat agree, somewhat disagree. I think it's kind of exciting. I think you're absolutely right that I don't see this as an advantage. I, I, I think that this challenge would be so difficult to do a bit of like fun guessing game based on what we saw at first when I heard her speak the phrasing in the next time on Survivor when she sort of said, I had the opportunity to. I was like, okay, that sounds like the sort of thing you say before you go, but I didn't take it. Interesting. But then I was like, unless she doesn't have to tell them, but she chooses to turn back history, so she's then forced to say to the tribe, this is what happened and this is the choice I've made. Ooh, I like it. I tried to look a little bit on Twitter to see if anyone's sort of talking about it. I don't know if it's necessarily been um, uh, positively received. (laughs) But, you know, every twist has a little twist. And this week's twist really was that no one's going home. All I would say is that I think that there could be an argument. And I, and I again, I somewhat agree with this, that, you know, when you're in Survivor, you're, what, you're playing, for example, you're playing that challenge as you know that challenge to be. And, you know, that to turn back time is to kind of erase that mental effort but at the same time, this is Survivor 41. They were warned that at any given moment, everything can flip itself on its head. So, I mean, a tiny part of me does think it's just, it's very Survivor 41. No one, like, I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about it. I yeah, think I don't really think I've digested it. Maybe what? in part two of this episode, having fully digested what I think of this advantage, I'll be a little bit more... Yeah. A little bit less of a silly snake. Oh, my God. I think that, like, (laughs) without anyone going home, it really has left just this sour note of, like, well, what was the point of that episode? You know, like, it really is just build build ratings, build episode lengths and time within the season itself. It's it's left this, like, I hate it when people don't go home because it's like, well, that was just a waste of a week. Like, you, you, nothing has happened. We don't have any conclusion. And I'm left going... Well, now I just got to wait another week to find out what I thought I'd find out this week. Like that, that just seems silly. And we're left with this massive disadvantage, advantage twist. And I don't know. I don't know really what I'll think until next week. Look, I see what you mean. I still left the episode smiling and loving Survivor. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Because we are Survivor super fans. And this is Outwit. Outplay. Out podcast. So Chelsea's just gone to uh, fill up our teas, but I thought I'd use this opportunity to, uh, to you know, tell you where we can find you on our socials. So if you like, want to get in touch with these guys, these guys are pretty cool. Then head to Facebook, Instagram, check out Outwit, Outplay, Out Podcast. You can find us at OutPodcast underscore on Twitter. And if you're like, I'm, I'm an email guy, I, I'm, I'm old fashioned. 
I don't like snail mail, but I like email. Well, then send us an email at outwitoutplayoutpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, my gosh, she's coming. At gmail.com. All right, Charles, I'm not plugging our socials. Don't worry. This transmission is brought to you by BlackRock Broadcasting, a film and TV podcast network for you from us.